organizations are in a tough spot, especially if you're not a large, you know, profitable health system, you're going to struggle attracting, you know, key talent. Welcome to HIMSCast. I'm Susan Morse, Executive Editor of Healthcare Finance News. We are talking M&A today with Vin Fan, who is a partner and national leader of BDO's Healthcare Transaction Advisory Services Practice. Welcome, Vin. Thank you for joining HIMSCast. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, this is um, going to be a good conversation because we're hearing all kinds of things about mergers and acquisitions, but I would first like to start if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Sure. Thank you, Susan. Yes, I'm a partner and national leader of BDO's Healthcare Transaction Advisory Services Practice. We work with private equity and corporate and founder uh, of businesses on financial due diligence and strategic deal matters in connection with both buy side and sell side M&A transactions. Uh, our team is a national practice. We cover clients across the country. That's interesting. Now, I'm hearing different things about M&A. One is that it keeps increasing, that there's going to be more consolidations. And then I'm hearing that um, healthcare providers have pulled back. So what are you hearing from healthcare executives as far as what they're considering for strategy and investment in mergers and acquisitions? Susan, that, that's a great question. We, we have heard from many healthcare executives and BDO actually, actually actually recently released our 2023 BDO Healthcare CFO survey, where we polled 100 CFOs of healthcare organizations that have revenues ranging from 250 million to 3 billion. What we heard from them are four major themes that are driving investment in healthcare M&A this year. Uh, the, the first is enhancing their, their digital capabilities. Healthcare providers are looking for ways to deepen their digital maturity to drive better patient outcome, better care outcomes, as well as you know, improve their operating margins through leveraging technology. As you said, Susan, the labor market's very tight, and so technology is going to help to improve that operating margin. The second you know, kind of theme that we saw in our survey was expanding into new market segments. So breaking into new market segment is very important for organizations that really had a significant impact on their operations from the pandemic. These organizations are typically outpatient facilities and ASCs where they saw they didn't see the same uh, profitability growth like, like the other regions uh, or the other sectors in healthcare. And so these, these organizations are going to look for ways to expand into new markets, more lucrative markets to improve their operating results in, in 2023. The, the, the third theme that we saw, Susan, was just growing and capturing market share. So just given the, the, margin, the margin compression, the need to improve margins, healthcare organizations are seeking, seeking to merge or acquire their competitors to capture the market share in order to increase their scale. So Susan, but the, last, the last theme that we saw and heard from our CFO survey was really to enhance their product and service offering. You know, as patients have more access to care, you know, more access to to make choices and who they, they go to receive care, healthcare organizations are continually looking for ways to add service offerings to, to provide to their patients, as well as to diversify their, their, their revenue streams. And really to kind of sum it all up, Susan, the 
The survey also shows that CFOs are looking to accomplish these four strategies through doing smaller M&A add-on transactions this year. Just given what the, the current economy is, the cost of capital, you know, the the the, the big mega deals aren't aren't so keen for CFOs this year. So um, that's very interesting what you said. They're looking to grow their business, and the way to do this is through add-ons. Can you just define what an add-on transaction is, please? Sure. So an add-on transaction is where a larger organization goes out and acquires a smaller-sized target company and integrates that into the, the small, uh, into the larger organization. Got it. Well, I can see all the advantages. You listed four of them. But what are the concerns with doing this? I mean, they're 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 tight. They're financial pressures. Um, what are you hearing from CFOs as far as the drawbacks? Sure, you know, I think I think the the first one there's there's really four things that that we've heard from our CFO and Susan. Really, the first one is finding the right acquisition target. You know, that's usually the biggest challenge: finding one that fits the culture of the organization. And one that really fits the the strategy of of the current organization. You know, another another thing that we've heard from CFOs in terms of challenges of doing M and A deals this year is understanding the ever you know changing complex regulatory compliance requirements. You know, does the acquire does the target organization have its compliance rate you know compliance in order? Some of those things some of those things are generally the big deal killers uh, in terms of, of M&A transactions and understanding those complex you know, regulatory compliance matters is, is very challenging for our CFOs. You know, the, the third theme that, that we, we've seen and heard from our CFO is just achieving the actual return on investment or ROI yeah. that the deal is underwritten to. Um, oftentimes during due diligence, during modeling of the, of the transaction, there's a certain ROI target and really, what, once you acquire that organization, being able to achieve that has been has been a, a main challenge. And then, you know, fourth is just getting the deal done. You know, the uh, the current, you know, uh, challenging economic environment, the, the increased cost of capital, inflation, all of those factors, you know, make completing a transaction harder this year than it was in prior years. Yeah, I'd like to continue on that. You talked about inflation financial pressures, what's happening in the economy. And it, you're saying she, uh, CFOs have shifted. Um, what else have they done to shift their priorities to meet these pressures? Sure. So, Susan, I think it's important to keep in mind, you know, that the long-term strategy of the CFOs of our CFO clients have not really changed, right? I think they're continuing to make investments in care transformation, digital transformation, and improvements in the overall patient care outcomes. But just given the current economic environment, the inflation and the financial pressures, you know, I think there's kind of three common themes that we've heard from our CFOs in terms of their short-term priorities to kind of combat that. One is just workforce. Um, I think employee retention is going to still be a big challenge this year. You know, over the past several years, healthcare workers are, are tired, um, right? They're continually asked to take on more, uh, do more, and many are, are leaving the industry. So that puts a strain on, on the labor shortage. Um, you know, organizations are in a tough spot, especially if you're not a large, you know, profitable health system, you're going to struggle attracting, you know, key talent. So, you know, one thing CFOs are shifting their priority to is really looking at the benefit packages 
and perks that they're offering to their employees and considering how to retain their employees through, through the workforce uh, uh, you know, focus in, in the short term. The second you know, kind of focus is more on financial, um, you know, monitoring bond or loan covenant, covenants. I think that's yeah. going to be important this, this year. Uh, you know, what we saw in the survey was 60% of healthcare organizations reported defaulting on their loan or bond covenants in 2022. Yeah, that's a, that's a large number. Um, Did you say 60%? 60%. Wow. On some loan, you know, there are certain covenants and, and 60% reported on, on uh, you know, defaulting on certain of those, those covenants. Now you compare that when we did the survey last year, um, in 2021, only 36% of the CFOs thought that they would be defaulting on certain of those. So really 60%, you know, actual default versus 36% uh, in, in our survey. So, you know, I think that's that's another uh, important factor for, for CFOs or uh, to, to focus their priority on this year is monitoring that, that uh, bond or loan covenant. And then, you know, uh, the third uh, short-term priority, and it's the theme that anytime there's a downturn or potential downturn in, in, a, in the economy is identifying margin improvement opportunities. Um, you know, looking at, at vendor contracts, uh, looking at payer contracts, you know, where can you negotiate to either reduce costs or ask for that increased reimbursement, just given the inflation and, and, where, and where things are. So, you know, I, I think just, uh, you know, tightening up the, the PNL and 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 uh, having a, a a deeper focus on analyzing that uh, is you know the the key areas for our CFOs to focus on this year. Interesting. It looks like another uh, challenging financial year for for hospitals and health systems. I want to ask you about the competition because, as we know, everybody's making inroads into primary care. Um, and they're calling this the retailization of, of health care. I think the uh, American Hospital Association just came out with some figures that they expect 30% of primary care to be in these, in these businesses by, I think, 2030. How concerned are CFOs about this? And I'm just wondering if you can address this issue. Yeah, no, I, I think, Susan, the retailization of health care overall is a good thing. It certainly puts a lot of pressure on larger hospital and health systems. You know, those are kind of the old way of, of, of patient care. Um, you know, I think CFOs shouldn't be concerned. I, I think, um, you know, it, if, if anything, it presents a tailwind for the healthcare sector and, and really allows the, the patient to have much better access to care than, than they did in, in, in the past. Um, you know, certainly, like I said, it puts a lot of pressure on the health systems and 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 they're going to have to find ways to innovate and compete with the kind of the retail uh, health care. Um, and certainly uh, from from an M&A perspective, we're seeing lots of consolidation within the primary care physician practice yeah. sector yeah. and really going to a, a value based care model, um, you know, to uh, to to to. Um, it improved the overall patient care outcome and, and, and access. We could have a whole conversation on that, I think, um, uh, on the retailization of health care. 
But Vin, it's been a pleasure having you on Healthcare Finance News to talk about M&A. I hope perhaps we can catch up at the end of the year and see how things uh, landed. Sure. Thank you, Susan. Thank you very much.